What's up, everybody? You are listening to Scribe Book School, where we teach you everything you need to know about how to write, publish, and market your book. I'm Charlie Hone. I'm an author myself, and I've helped a lot of authors with the marketing of their books, including my co-host, Tucker Max. Tucker has written several number one New York Times bestsellers, and he's also the co-founder of Scribe, which has helped over 1,500 authors write, publish, and market their books. Today's episode is all about fear. Every author we've ever worked with encounters self-doubt, sabotage, and fear. So how do you overcome that? In this episode, Tucker is going to break down exactly how we at Scribe help authors push through their emotional barriers so that they can get their book done. Here we go. So let me give you an example about an author we had who sat basically right where you sat, had a lot of these issues and how he worked through them. This is Joey Coleman. He wrote a book called Never Lose a Customer Again. It's one of the, my favorite books that we've done, probably in the top 10, 20 of, of my favorites. Joey wrote about this actually in this book, which is, by the way, if you uh, uh, have a customer service business, uh, actually a business that has customers, which is pretty much every business, uh, I would highly recommend this book, it's excellent. Anyway, so what he says in the book is, I started to doubt myself and began to question my decision to write a book. Did I really have a good enough message that could carry an entire book? Would the readers find as much value in my process as my clients had over the last 20 years? Would I be afraid to explain all the nuances of the framework? Sorry, would I be able to explain all the nuances of the framework properly in only 300 pages? Which is kind of a joke, because 300 pages is a lot. Uh, was I gonna make myself look stupid? As these thoughts of fear, doubt, and uncertainty flooded my mind, I grew distant. I started rescheduling phone calls with the team, pushing them off for both real and fabricated reasons alike. I used any excuse I could think of that would allow me to delay the next step in the process. Then I called him. Tucker got me to open up and admit that I was having these feelings of remorse and regret and assure me that the emotions I was feeling were natural for an author. Exactly the th thing I just talked to you about and we're gonna talk more about in a minute. Tucker helped me see that I did indeed have a book in me that he believed and that he believed it would be valuable to many people. He persuaded me to, th to trust the process, to come back into the fold, and to continue the work. That's how powerful buyer's remorse is. That's, by the way, what the chapter is about, is buyer's remorse. Even though I deeply understood the perils of the cognitive dissonance that mark this feeling, even though I teach this to companies, I couldn't separate myself from these emotions when I was in that position. Oops, I'm human too. So this is coming for all of you, right? By the way, what happened to his book? Well, when it came out, debuted at number two on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. This dude literally almost quit his book. He was so afraid and anxious. And now it's, he's sold tens, I think he's over 50,000 copies sold now. It's been an amazing boon for him in all ways. Uh, it's an incredible book, right? So what you're going through is gonna be, is pretty common. So super quick, how's everyone feeling? Good? All right, let's actually dive a little bit more into fears. Uh, Joey's kind of the intro for this. So open up the fear-solving doc that I sent you. It's, got a, it's, kind of, it's in a spreadsheet, right? So I want you to look at the first column. First column is, what are you afraid might happen? I want you to list all of your fears, okay? Now, not just the little ones. I want you to list every fear you have about this book. Not just about writing it, what, what, when it comes out, all that sort of stuff. Let me, we'll go over some of the common ones. It's also in the reading I sent you ahead of time. I don't have a book in me is very common. I'm afraid my book isn't original. I'm afraid my book won't be good enough. I'm afraid no one will care about my book. I'm afraid my book will upset people. I'm afraid my book will make me look stupid. There's a million variations on these. 
I want you to list all of them. And literally, even if it's ridiculously irrational, I'm afraid my book is going to, uh, I don't know, make my children embarrassed to be around me. Whatever, however irrational it is, however foolish you think it is, I want you to put it on that list. All right, now here's what I want you to do. For each fear, I want you to ask, is it realistic? Like, is there any chance it can happen? This should be pretty quick, yes or no. Let me give you some examples though. An improbable but possible fear is, my book will come out and it'll be bad and everyone's gonna laugh at me. Okay, probably not gonna happen, but it is possible, right? But an impossible fear is, I'll finish my book and I won't get it published. You've hired us, you've paid us, we, we're ready to publish it. So if you finish it, it's gonna get published. And by the way, that's why we, we, don't make the, we make the publishing fee non-refundable, so you have no excuses. You can't get that money back, you can't back out. We actually do that to help you publish, to get past this fear. All right, next one. Next column's consequences. Ask yourself, if this fear comes true, what are the consequences? And I want you to list them all. I want you to put in the worst possible shit. Like, <laughs> the stuff where it's like, my book's gonna be terrible. I'm afraid my book's gonna be terrible. I'm afraid everyone's gonna laugh at me. No one's gonna wanna work with me again. I'm gonna lose all my money. I'm gonna die alone and cold and afraid. Like, that's ridiculous, but still, it is a legitimate fear that a lot of people have. Write down every fear, all the spiral, exactly how it works. Write them all down now. Now, I want to, before we get dive back into the spreadsheet, the fear spreadsheet, I want to show you or make you understand fear's not bad, right? I'm not sitting up here being like, oh yeah, fear's terrible, we gotta beat fear. No, no, no. Fear is good, fear keeps you safe. Like when you are walking on the edge of a cliff, you should be afraid. When you are walking in traffic, you should be afraid. Fear has a point and a purpose, right? So I'm not dismissing fear. Pay attention, listen to your fear. Every author faces fear. Like I'm a big fancy author, I'm afraid all the time. It happens to all of us. Um, fear's good, the problem comes when you let fear take over, right? When you let it control you, right? Here's the thing, if you aren't afraid, though, it means you aren't saying anything worth putting in a book. You know, like, I wouldn't be afraid to say, the sky is blue, and it rains sometimes. Like, that's not, who the fuck are you? Yeah, of course, okay, I get it. The sky is fucking blue, right? That if you're not saying something that someone somewhere doesn't disagree with, or that isn't in some way controversial, doesn't challenge an established or held belief, why put it in a book? Exactly, right? Um, so being afraid is a good sign. It means you're digging into the hard stuff. You're writing the type of book that's gonna have impact. But you just don't want that fear to overtake you. Now you can train your emotional brain to reframe your fear. And I'm gonna teach you how. I learned this from Stephen Kotler, who is one of the big researchers on flow and that kind of stuff. Um, it's really good. Let's look at the symptoms of anxiety. You get anxious, right? Which is, anxiety is just a manifestation of fear. What are the symptoms? Your heart rate increases, right? Which is an adrenaline uh, response. Your fight, flight, or freeze response kicks in, right? You get jittery, you break out into a cold sweat, all that sort of stuff. That's cortisol surging. You have tunnel vision. You can't see or think beyond your, uh, your fear, right? That's a norepinephrine increase. Does that all make sense? When you're anxious, do you heart rate increase, fight or flight, tunnel vision, right? Okay. Let's look at the symptoms of excitement now. Heart rate increase, fight or flight kicks in, tunnel vision. 
get it? Fear is excitement with a negative frame. And excitement is fear with a positive frame. They are literally the same ride, just a different response. People, think about this. Some people spend, uh, travel thousands of miles and spend hours in line to ride this thing. And some people, if you force them to get on here, would die of anxiety and fear. That you couldn't pay them enough or threaten them enough to get them on a roller coaster. The point is, the emotion you are feeling can be reframed. 100%. Bring up your fear solving sheet. Now let's go through the rest of the steps. Number four, we did the first three. Number four is, if I can write my book, what benefit will I get for myself? Write that down, do it now. Every benefit, right? Every single, you've kind of talked about this in the objectives, but go a little crazy. What are all the things you might get? This is where you can have fantasies. Number five, if I can write my book, who will I help? What benefit will they get? I want you to really think about your avatar, all your audiences you're going after, what are they gonna get? Write that down now. <clears throat> now six, if I do not write my book, what will happen? Who's gonna suffer and how are they gonna suffer? It can be you, it can be other people. I want you to write down what's going to happen if you do not write your book. Write it all down. All right, what's number seven? That's right, make your decision. Right now, you need to decide, is it worth it? Is it worth it for you to write the book? Not literally, well, I'm gonna go around, I'm gonna come up to each one of you, we're gonna have the, the, the sort of publishing letter, you're gonna decide if you're in or you're not. All right, good, everyone's in. So number eight is, for each fear now, I, I want you to write down what's your plan to prevent this from happening or to help reduce the impact if it does happen. So for example, if your fear is, I'm, I'm afraid I'm gonna look stupid, what's your plan? Your plan is, I'm gonna hand a describe for the hurt my feelings edit, right? Because they'll tell me if I look stupid, and if I do look stupid, I don't have to publish the book. I can stop it from going out. And if they tell me I don't look stupid, they'll look great, then I can, be, I can rest assured that I won't look stupid. Make sense? Good, do it now. For each fear, write down. Now you see why we wait till the second day? Because now you have a plan to write a book. Yesterday you didn't have a plan. Now you know. And so you'll notice now every single fear is addressed by some part of our plan. Not solved necessarily, but addressed. All right, so go do it. All right, last one. How can I use the energy from this fear to help me? So let me give you some examples for this because this might be confusing to some of you. Um, the way you use the energy is, again, just reframing, right? Anxiety and excitement. So for example, to stay with the, the common fear, I'm afraid my book's gonna look stupid. So that creates anxiety in you, right? Okay, good. How do you use that to help you? Obviously. Well, if I'm anxious, it means I'm gonna work really hard to write a great book so I won't look stupid. See? You use that anxiety to fuel lots of hard work to get it done. See? Good. Write every fear, write how I can use the energy from that to help. And it, a lot of times it'll be simple. 
I'm anxious about doing a bad job. I'm, it's gonna use that anxious energy to work harder. That's it. All right, one last thing. Who's afraid of pissing people off? Raise your hands. Right, of course, everybody, right? Uh, in some way, shape, or form, I'm afraid I'm gonna be judged, I'm afraid I'm gonna upset people, I'm afraid of pissing, that's super, super common. All right, and in fact, I would tell you, if you, if you, if you, yeah, if you don't upset someone, you probably don't need to write a book, right? What, didn't we just talk about this? If your book can't be criticized, you aren't saying anything. And I'll tell you why, your worst enemy here, well, we talked about why, but the thing I want you guys to really leave your understanding is that your worst enemy is not other people's judgment. It's actually your own judgment. You're the one who's stopping usually, and usually this expands way beyond books, you're the one stopping yourself, right? It's the, the you've internalized the criticism and the voice from other people, and you're playing that out in your head. Make sense? Right. And I'm, Joseph Addison says it best, there's no defense against criticism except obscurity. If you want to write your book, if you want to become an author, if you want to actually leave a legacy and impact people and put your knowledge and story into the world, you've got to do it. You've got to become, you've got to get on stage and you've got to risk that you probably are going to get a little bit of criticism, but my guess is and I've looked at all your books, you're gonna get this much praise and benefit and impact for every piece of criticism you get. That does it for this episode. I hope it was helpful and thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Scribe Book School wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, we're on them all. We'll see you next time.